box in the back and just let us know. Uh, who you are and, and how you heard about Centerway, or like I said, if you have any information to update. Um, we also use an app called the YouVersion app or the Bible app. Um, you can download that. There's instructions on the screen to do that if you would like. Um, some cool things about that app, you can let us know. Give us your information. You can also follow along with the service today. You can um, take notes in that, and you can also give through that app. And speaking of giving, there is another way to give in the offering box in the back or online if you feel led to do that. Um, we have lots of ways to connect and engage throughout the week. You know, at Centerway, it's not just about Sunday. We are the church seven days a week outside of the four walls of this building. Um, and so if you would like to connect with us, continue to grow, there's ways to do that. There's wallpapers to remind you of your, uh, the application for the week. You can follow us on social media. Um, and we have a new series starting today called Wonder that you're going to hear more about. And so there's a new Spotify playlist for those of you that like to follow along and listen to the songs that we do throughout the week. Um, we also have Monday, Wednesday, Friday devotionals. They are on our website, but if you would like to subscribe and get them delivered to your inbox, you can do that on the website as well. A lot of the stuff I just talked about can happen on the messages page or on the uh, next steps page of the website. And uh, there's always next steps you can be taking beyond weekly things. There's ways to be baptized and to grow and to be spiritually coached and all those things that you can check out again, the next steps page. Uh, we just want to say really quick, I know I'm kind of like speeding through this, but last week we celebrated our one day to feed the world convoy of hope giving. And it was an incredible gathering together. Our kids came in, they gave, many of them had done chores and gone over and above. And um, for those of you who don't know, it's the, it's the challenge to uh, feed the world with our one day's wage to change their everyday. And there was more to it, and you can also find that on our website. But the, uh, the giving is still open. We've heard some of you want to still give. You can do that. But as of now, we've um, our church has given over $5,000 just in this one week towards this One Day to Feed the World initiative. We're really, really excited about that. I think you should give yourselves a round of applause uh, for sure. So that was last week and today, and previous to that, we had wrapped up a series called Within Walking Distance, and that concluded 50 weeks in the Gospel of Mark. That was an incredible time. Um, we love going through books of the Bible here and really studying it and learning it. And today, we begin a new series, like I said, called Wonder. It's an Advent series, a four-week series, and um, we have some exciting things planned. At the end of this uh, is going to be our Christmas gathering. It's going to be on a Wednesday, Wednesday the 22nd. Um, you can find information on the calendar page for the website. If you're on our mailing list, you got this in the mail. If you didn't get this in the mail, you might want to be on the mailing list because there's other things you may want to know about. Um, but these are also throughout the building. I know many of you got it, but if you would like to take some as an invite to your friends and family, you can do that. It doesn't have just our Christmas gathering. It has all the next four Sundays, what that's going to look like. There's a location change for one of them, and then um, what the last Sunday of the year will look like. So feel free to take those. If you didn't get one in the mail, if you um, want to be on our mailing list, you can do that on our website on the Next Steps page. But here is what to expect for the rest of the gathering today. Uh, I'm going to pray, and then Becca's going to read our scripture today. Lots of times, you guys know, when we are going through Mark, we have lots of scriptures. We have one scripture to read today. It's going to be great. Uh, Claude will be communicating from the Bible, and then we're going to respond to the word in singing. So let's pray together. God, we're so grateful. We love you. We're thankful that you brought joy to the world in sending Jesus for us. We thank you that our lives are changed. And God, our heart's desire, really like the song said, is to prepare him room today. Prepare room for God, whatever you want to do. Just have your way in this place. Have your way in our hearts. And let the name of Jesus be high and lifted up. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Hey, everybody. My name is Becca, and I'll be reading the text for today. Uh, feel free to feel free to follow around. Uh, sorry, feel free to follow along in the YouVersion app, or uh, you can look up at the screens. We're in Psalm 98:1 today. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for He has done marvelous things. His right hand and His holy arm have worked salvation for Him. Let every heart prepare him room. The Lord, the one who formed our heart, who designed the concepts of space and expanse, let us respond with our heart to create a new song to the uncreated one. When heaven and nature sing because of the marvelous things he has done, the world will be filled with wonder. 
our lives will be filled with wonder. May what we have prepared for him be filled with wonder until it overflows in the redemptive potential that his right hand has worked. The Lord has come. Unending joy is now ours. Joy in the midst of unfulfilled goals and unattainable dreams. Joy in the midst of sensing that the world just isn't quite what it was meant to be. Joy despite injustice seeming to rule. But when earth receives her king, that injustice can no longer control her. The abuse and oppression that govern as dictator must surrender their absolute power. And in the midst of the new yet timeless lordship over all creation, may we find ourselves being renewed in the wonder of his joyous kingdom. actually in the hospital today with his son, Eli, um, who is uh, a special needs uh, young man and is having some physical difficulties. And so if you just think of their family, we prayed for them. Uh, last week, we've been praying for them and um, their struggle is not quite over. So if he comes to mind, I know that they would uh, cover your, covet your prayers. So his name is Eli, his son. And um, we know that when we talk about the holidays, and we talk about joy, sometimes it is uh, almost difficult to process, right? Um, we, we love the idea of holidays, maybe at different seasons in our life, but sometimes uh, the holidays are more connected to pain. Pain of a, a seat that's empty that used to be filled. Um, pain associated with a sense of loneliness through the holidays. Regardless of what it is that your struggle may look like, um, just realize that we see you, that we see that, that we understand this can be a difficult season as much as it can be a meaningful season for others, and um, that you're not alone. As we talk about wonder and we talk about joy, uh, we're going to connect it to something deeper as we journey through this four-week Advent series. And today's um, talk is specifically entitled New. And so we're going to talk about wonder with this idea of new. I love to hike, if you don't know me. Um, I love hiking, especially in the winter. Some of you think I might have something wrong in my brain as a result of that. Um, but I have done a lot of hiking in the winter. I absolutely love it, like ice axe, um, snowshoes, you name it. I legit love it. Um, I've done uh, a lot of the high peaks up in the Adirondacks. For those of you that don't know, a high peak in the Adirondacks is considered a summit that's over 4,000 feet. And there's 46 of them in New York State. And so I've done 34 uh, high peaks, but I still remember the first one I did. The first one I did was Cascade. And actually, I was with Eric Hamlin, who was on the, the video there. And um, he said, come on, man, you're going to love it. I know you will. And so we went up in October, and uh, I was very unprepared for uh, something of that magnitude. And I remember going through uh, the woods, and it was cool, and it was crisp, and uh, it was beautiful on so many levels. And we just continued to go up and up and up. And if you've, ever, if you've not ever done a, a high peak, it's... You could probably best equate it by saying it's like going upstairs for miles and miles and hours and hours. Um, and so we're going along, and something incredible happened. I don't know if you've ever watched the movie Narnia, uh, but it's basically where sort of normal kind of stops. If you've watched the some of those episodes, and all of a sudden it's like snow begins, it felt like we were entering Narnia on some level. We curved around one, um, one part of the trail, and all of a sudden there was snow flying. And we're like, whoa, is it snowing? And then it was just this spot in the forest where, where the ground stopped and snow just began. I had never seen anything like that before. Where it was like, we were just on earth and now it's snow. And it was magical. It was incredible. We started walking through the snow and you could hear it kind of crunching under your shoes. And I was just wide eyed and blown away with the entire experience. The thing that is most memorable for me in that entire experience was as we were going up seemingly for hours, <laughs> um, you know, in my mind, I thought hike, like, you know, walking on a trail. It was like, no, we're going up a lot for a long time. And uh, all of a sudden, there's this spot where the tree line kind of breaks and you walk out onto this rock face and all of a sudden you can just see the tops of trees and you can see for amazing distances. And it was, it was breathtaking. 
it blew my mind. I had never witnessed anything like that type of experience at that height. I was, I was struck with a sense of wonder. In fact, I remember as we came out, we're walking up and, and Eric said, hey, you doing all right? Do you need a second? I'm like, yeah, why? And he's like, I'm just wondering, you sound winded. I wasn't winded though, surprisingly. I was winded at other points in that trip. But in that moment, I wasn't winded. I realized I was actually whispering. Have you ever been struck by something so much that it actually causes you to whisper? It's like the wonder of the moment. I was whispering. And, uh, and so I kind of collected myself. And the question I want to ask you today as we move into this single verse is what is it that causes you to be filled with wonder? What is it that causes you to be filled with wonder? I want to submit to you that we're filled with wonder by things that are bigger than we are. And when I say bigger, I don't necessarily simply mean physically larger, although I mean that as well. I'm talking about something bigger in the sense that it's beyond our comprehension. It's something that we can't explain with words. Like even now, I could explain what I saw that day as we broke through the tree line and looked out for miles and miles, but it wouldn't do it justice. I came home and I'm like telling my kids, and I'm like, oh, sounds cool. I'm like, no, you don't understand. It was like, you could see the tops of trees. They're like, yeah, awesome. I'm like, wait, I got pictures. And I show the pictures. They're like, yeah, that's awesome. I'm like, yeah, forget it. You, you hate me. Um, but, the, uh, but then when they went on a hike with me for the first time, and all of a sudden they broke through a tree line, it's like, oh, like pictures don't capture this. You can't explain it. It's beyond our ability to put into words. So things that, that cause us wonder are things that maybe make us whisper. A mountain summit, the Grand Canyon, when I held our first child, those are moments for me that I caught myself whispering, whispering. These moments were sacred in some way. They left a, a life impression I can still see the tree line that I've already articulated several times. It's like I can almost see it in my mind's eye, the, the way that it, the air felt as we broke through and what it is that I saw. I can still feel, if I think for a while, I, I can feel almost the, the wind on my face and the sun on my face from that experience at the Grand Canyon. And if I think of it long and hard enough, I can almost smell the clean swaddling cloth that we wrapped Elise in when I first held her. I'm flooded with emotion. Flooded with emotion with those things. You guys know what I'm talking about. If you've experienced anything that, that maybe hasn't caused you to whisper, but something that's caused you to wonder, it's like it, it, it puts in an imprint on your heart and mind. You can recall the feelings, the smells, the senses. We filled with a sense of wonder all over again as we reflect on it. As humans, we have moments of wonder. We all experience them. They're different for all of us, but we all understand what I'm talking about. What is it that causes you to be filled with wonder? What captures your heart? What is it that, that captures your emotions? What's sacred in your life that possibly causes you to whisper? Today's text is the first verse of Psalm 98, which this journey through Advent, we're going to unpack the chapter of Psalm 98. Psalm 98 is the psalm that actually uh, inspired the song, Joy to the World. And it's a psalm fitting for Advent on many levels, and we'll talk about that. In fact, let's unpack it together. If we reread this verse one more time, it says, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. Now, the original uh, Hebrew, sing, that word, oh, sing to the Lord, that sing is actually a command. It's not a suggestion, it's a command. It's in the imperative tense. We're being told to sing. Sing what? A new song. Sing a new song. Now listen, <laughs> that does not mean that the action step for today is that we have to leave and write new songs. Although, <laughs> if you feel compelled to do that, we would love to hear it, especially if you're really bad at it. I would really be entertained <laughs> by whatever song you might want to write. But that is not what's happening. It doesn't mean to write a new song. Listen, it means a bit, something a bit more profound than that. The, the way that this is constructed in the Hebrew, get this, it means singing as a response to a fresh and new awareness of God's grace. 
So let me say that again. It means singing as a response. So a command, sing. Why? In a response to a fresh and new awareness of God's grace. So we're starting to talk a little bit about the why. And it says, because it says, for he has done marvelous things. So that's why it is that we sing this song, this song in response of an awareness, a new and fresh awareness of God's grace. It says, for he has done marvelous things. Now the literal Hebrew translation actually talks about wonders. So the wonders he has done, for wonders he has done. These marvelous things, they're things of wonder. But it says he has done. So it's in the past tense. So we're supposed to to sing about something God has done? Like, wait a second, which is it? Is it a new song that we're supposed to sing or is it the past for which God has done? And the answer to that question is yes. (laughs) Yes, both. Get this. The command is that we sing because of a new awareness of the wonders that has been done for us. So we have a new awakening of our heart and life as a result of what it is that God has already done. That runs contrary to the, the thought process of humanity. Like we like, what, what is it that you've done for us lately? You know. <laughs> so wait, no, I, I worship God because of what he's done for me recently. And when he delivers big, then I cheer hard and loud. But when it's kind of the mundane or when things are difficult, we're not sure that God's still in control. In fact, he's not paying attention to our cheat, cheat sheets of how it is we think our life should go. It's not about what it is that he's done for us lately, but rather we sing because of an awareness, a fresh and new awareness of the wonders that have already been done for us. So if we put that together, our joy and our wonder isn't about what we're currently facing. We find joy because Jesus Christ went to a cross and he died a death that we deserve. He was forgotten and abandoned for us so that We will never be forgotten and we will never be abandoned. We are not alone in and through the pain and difficulties of our lives because of the wonders that he has done. We aren't subject to the the wrath of our sin, but rather we're awarded mercy and grace. That's the wonder of the gospel. That's the wonder of the gospel that should awaken our hearts. We don't create or conjure up joy. I mean, you can try, and a lot of the world attempts to do that. And oftentimes, every time, it falls short. We're left with the same vacuum in our heart and life. We've chased after joy. We've chased after the things that we think will deliver on what it is that we desire so deeply, and yet we're left still wanting. If we read the second part of that verse, his right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. This seems almost kind of misplaced or somewhat confusing until you understand that the phrase right hand is actually a military phrase. What it's saying is that he is a divine warrior, that Jesus, this one that this this psalm is pointing towards, is actually a divine warrior who will secure salvation, which is also translated as victory. So get this, by his own unaided work, with his mighty right hand, with his divine warrior action, he secures our salvation. I remember the moment personally. I can almost smell kind of the hardwood floors. I can, in fact, if I think long enough about it, I can feel the heat on the left side of my body where there was a wall radiator next to me. I was around the age of seven when a man named Jeff Johnson explained the gospel to a small room, rather insignificant, in a tiny little spot in an old facility where some seven and 10-year-olds were gathered together to hear his teaching. And if I reflect on it long enough, I can literally picture the surroundings I was filled with wonder. I was filled with wonder. Why, why in the world would Jesus die for me? Why would someone that from my perspective, 
I don't even know. I don't even know who is God, who is Jesus. You're telling me that for all the things that I have done wrong in this world, that someone that does not deserve to die died a death for me? And I can, I can be free of the burden of, of sin and guilt and shame. I, I remember putting together the dots as well as, as a young seven-year-old could even do. Why would Jesus die for me? And the truth of the gospel awoke my heart. And I remember it like it was yesterday with tears streaming down my face, I whispered a prayer of faith and I surrendered. I surrendered to Jesus, asking him to be my Lord and Savior. It was a sacred moment. It was a sacred moment filled with wonder, filled with whispering, and one that I can recall. But you know what? If I'm honest, at some point the wonder wears off. It's the reality of it. If we chase experiences, then we will miscalculate what it looks like to even follow Jesus. We'll think that it's an experiential moment that we have to conjure up. Like, I just don't feel him right now. It doesn't feel the same. I don't get that sense. And, and we can chase this sense of wonder when in reality, the wonder tends to wear off. Like I mentioned earlier, Summit 34. 34 of 46, I have 12 left. And you know what? Summit 34, I can still see its beauty. When I get to the top, I look out and I can't believe how far we can see. I appreciate it for sure. But there's no more whispering. The whispering's been replaced by gasps for oxygen and the desire to sit. The wonder of the beauty and the awe of what it is I'm seeing, in some way it's been tempered by the typical of it, the familiarity of the experience. My whispering at the Grand Canyon was actually interrupted by a guide that was loudly giving a tour. You see, this place of wonder to me was simply his office. He wasn't in awe. He wasn't in wonder. It was a typical day at work. The wonder had worn off for him. And my whispers over my children were interrupted by their cries. They didn't realize what I had just been through. I mean, labor is really hard. It was, <laughs> it was funny because some of you guys were like, wait, is he saying what I think he's saying? <laughs> All the heads whip over and look at Meredith. <laughs> kill him, kill him. No, I'm kidding, of course. The point is this. If we aren't careful, sacred moments will lose their sense of wonder. Think about the tragedy of that. Sacred moments losing their sense of wonder. And that's why we're commanded. That's why the text exists. That's why we're commanded to acknowledge. You see, a command, the imperative tense, it means when you're commanded to do something, it implies something inherently. You, you aren't commanded to do something if it naturally happens. You're commanded to do something because it's a decision on our part. It's a decision for us to decide whether or not we worship the Lord. And so we're commanded to acknowledge and sing as a response to fresh and new awareness and experiences of God's grace. It means this. It means new perspective. It means in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the difficulty, in the midst of whatever this holiday season will bring, we have a choice to make. A choice to go about our lives in the mundane and the typical, to get in line with the way the world functions, to buy as much stuff that we'll never use as possible, overspend and regret, overeat, and that wasn't me, um, <laughs> and all the things. And you know what? In and of themselves, I'm not here to tell you that holidays are evil or that they come from, from hell itself or anything like that. It's when the holidays become the most important thing, when they become the ultimate thing. Instead of us taking a moment to have a new perspective and say, you know what, in the midst of the busyness, in the midst of the chaos in the family or the lack of family, would we choose, choose to have a new, experience, a new perspective and look at life 
with a gospel lens of wonder. To look at the surroundings that we've been placed in and acknowledge the marvelous work of the Lord. That nothing be taken for granted. That we would daily live in worshipful response to the wonder of the gospel. That the gospel would never be a mundane thing. That we wouldn't simply attend church out of obligation. That we wouldn't check a box in some way as if we've completed something. But that we would regularly return to the awareness of the wonders that God has worked out. And that we would allow a fresh and new awareness to awaken our heart once again. And to respond in worship and in wonder and say, God, you are good. You are good regardless of the difficulty of today. You're still worthy of our praise. Let nothing be taken for granted. Live in worshipful response to the wonder of the gospel. Jesus chose to enter human time and space. And that requires something of us. It requires something of us. It's a decision that we have to make. And you know what? We can turn the gospel and the sacred moments attached to that, if we're not careful, to very typical things, to the mundane. And so the application that we have that I want to challenge you with today is this. I want you to ask yourself this question. How will I commit to respond to God's work in a whole new way? How will I commit to respond to God's work in a whole new way? In other words, what is it that we will decide today, you know what, he's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our worship. Circumstances and situations are not what makes God worthy of our praise. He is worthy of our praise because of who he is. That means in the hard, he is still God. In the pain, he is still God. With tears streaming down our face and things going the way we wished it wouldn't, he is still God. He is still worthy of our praise. And so I want to challenge you for a moment to consider what it looks like to respond to God's work in a whole new way. If you would, I just ask that you bow your head so that you're not uh, you know, distracted by the worship team making their way up and... Um, you know, you don't have to close your eyes um, if, if you're going to kind of check out. I, I know I've mentioned before that I have a tendency to sort of check out if I bow my, heads and clo- bow my head and close my eyes. But if you are um, comfortable with that, you can, of course, close your eyes. But I want to ask you today, is it possible that the way you need to respond to the truth of what Christ has done is by surrendering your life? to asking him to be the Lord and leader of your life. If you haven't prayed that prayer, it's not some rote you know, prayer that you have to repeat or specific wording. It's simply acknowledging that you're a sinner, that Jesus died for your sins, and ask him to forgive you of your sins and come and be the Lord and leader of your life. So whether you're praying that prayer in the quietness of your mind now in this room or online or after the fact, I want to encourage you to have a conversation with us about what the next steps could be to make sure that this sacred moment isn't something that just becomes mundane, but that you're filled with the wonder of the reality of who God is and what he's done for you. And so you can email us or check the next steps uh, portion of our website, or you can have a conversation at the next steps area as we conclude today. Regardless of what your response looks like, I want to challenge you to not have it be a simple experience or an emotional response. Allow it to be the beginning of life change. Today, there's others of you that have maybe prayed that prayer. Maybe you've crossed that line of salvation in the past. And I want to challenge you today. What does it look like to respond to God's work in a whole new way? Maybe for some of you, it means entering this season by journaling. I know that's something I'm not super good at or strong with, but for some of you, maybe it means writing out areas of faithfulness, moments of wonder, sacred moments, things that God has done for you that you need to remind your heart of. They wouldn't get so caught up in the worries and the cares of this world and the materialism around you, the the hustle and the bustle and all that, but that you would look and say, oh my gosh, there is a narrative There's a narrative of God's grace and and goodness in and through my heart and life. Look at the works. Look at the wonders of what God has done. He's worthy of my praise. 
Maybe it means centering your heart in prayer. Just saying, in this season, I'll begin every day just spending time with the Lord or concluding every day just speaking to the Lord. Maybe it means choosing to sing and worship because no matter the situation, he's worthy. Maybe today as we respond in worship, it means singing the words and connecting them to your heart. Just saying, okay, God, I don't like, I don't like what's happening in my life or in this relationship or whatever it might be, but God, you're still, you're worthy. You're worthy to be praised. For others of of us today, maybe those are already the rhythms of our heart and life. To you, I want to challenge you. What does it look like to respond missionally? To provide new perspective maybe to others. Maybe the way you respond to God's work in a whole new way is to share the narrative of the gospel in your life with someone else. I don't mean some well thought out, incredible intellectual presentation of the truth of the gospel. Although if you're capable of doing that, I'm definitely not gonna dissuade you. But I don't mean anything that intimidating. I mean just sharing the story of God's goodness in your life with people that desperately need hope. That desperately need hope. The holidays, they can be so lonely. There's people that want to know they belong, that want to know, is it possible? Is it possible that someone loves me? (laughs) They want to be filled with wonder. They want to be filled with wonder caused to whisper in the midst of sacred moments and maybe, just maybe, God has placed you in a sphere of influence to have that type of eternal impact on others. So I'm going to lead us in a prayer and then we're going to respond together in worship. We're going to choose to sing. We're going to sing together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you today. We pray that you would seal these moments in our heart, Lord, that we would reflect back on your faithfulness and your goodness and realize that you're worthy to be praised. We declare ourselves available for a work of your spirit, God, that you would lead us and guide us, that you would direct us, that we would speak truth, that we would be carriers of hope and love and peace. That whether it be in our workplaces or the hallway of our school or the teams that we, that we play on, Father, that we would contribute to an eternal agenda, that we would be your hands and feet. We just declare ourselves available and we stand in wonder, in wonder of the good things that you have done. And we're filled with joy, not because of what we see or what's before us, but because of the goodness of the cross. And it fills our hearts new and fresh. Let's worship together. Would you stand with us?
Just gonna stay, stay.
grateful that all we do is worship. All we do is praise. We just, we stay still and we allow your strong right hand to do the eternal work we could never do on our own that we can rest in the truth of the gospel. And Father, we declare ourselves available for, for new awareness of your grace and mercy in and through our lives. You are worthy of our praise. You're worthy of our worship. We're so grateful. We're so grateful for the air in our lungs, for the ability ourselves available as we leave this place, as we go into the world around, that we would be carriers of hope, that we would be carriers of joy, that others would be awestruck with wonder because of your goodness in and through our lives, that we would be walking testimonies of your grace and mercy for your glory and our joy. week as we continue in our Advent series. Um, and we're really excited that we have the ability to gather every week and uh, still uh, so grateful for that. Um, if you would like prayer for anything, you can of course come up to the uh, to the front and someone would pray with you for sure. Um, the worship team is going to continue to play if you want to continue to sing and worship. Uh, I'll actually be in the Next Steps area in case you have any questions about spiritual coaching uh, or any water baptism next steps that you might be curious about. Otherwise, God bless you as you go, and we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.